Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion with me, Julie Smith. This week, I'm with Thomasina Myers, food writer, TV presenter, and founder of the Mexican restaurant phenomenon, Oaxaca, to talk about the Day of the Dead. As opposed to Halloween, Day of the Dead is a celebration of life. It's spiritual, it's moving, it's a chance to remember the lives of lost loved ones, uh, of those we admire, and at Oaxaca, we we just think it's the most extraordinary and moving time so we like to celebrate it as the mexicans do in the party style uh, and in mexico it's a chance to cook elaborate feasts with your friends and family to toast with tequila and mezcal with a view to luring back the souls of your departed ones and it's a really moving great festival which we love and as as all things in mexico an excuse to have a great time. Yeah. Now, this isn't just in London. This It culminates in a big, big party in London on November the 2nd to the 4th. Yeah? Yeah, November the 2nd to the 4th is when it's going on in London. But across all our sites, all our Oaxaca sites, uh, we are doing a celebratory Day of the Dead menus for a week uh, in all our sites. And that's end of October to the beginning of November. And every time someone buys one of these incredible feasts, we will donate a pound to our charities that are supporting those affected by the Mexican earthquakes. Now, this is a a big deal. Well, I was actually in Mexico for the first earthquake, um, which was fairly terrifying. Uh, And that one was mostly affected Oaxaca, which obviously we care care greatly about the the state of Oaxaca, where we got a lot of our inspiration for our menu. Uh, And then I flew back just before the second earthquake hit Mexico City, a lot of my friends in Mexico City were affected by the earthquake. Um, my old flatmate can't get back into his house. So, um, so we are really we already support a charity called Ednica, which supports uh, kids who work on the street. They've been affected by the earthquakes, so we're channeling money through them and, and looking um, for a second charity. Uh, and so through the festival and through the special menus, we are trying to raise as much money as possible. Mm. And we did a special on the earthquakes in Italy last, well, this year in July. Um, and what we found out was the impact just goes on and on and on. Of course it does, because people's buildings, people's homes, but also people's businesses are absolutely ruined. We looked at the impact of the farmers in the Lamarque area. Um, they just couldn't get their animals to market, for example. They couldn't get... The, the roads are impassable. What can you say about that? Do you know anything about the kind of the, the outlying areas? We, we always hear about, you know, earthquakes are always, always going to hurt the poorest because they live in the cheapest housing. It's the three little pig story, isn't it? But do you know about the impact on any of the food producers? Not so much on the food producers, but you're completely right that 
it's actually in the rural areas that are often most affected. The cities get the most attention because they have the highest density of population. Um, but I know that in Oaxaca, some really awful you know, schools and hospitals have been affected. And when a, when a hospital is pulverised to the ground and there's not much money in the state coffers, then that has a lasting impact on the people around them. So it is absolutely devastating. And, and I think this year has been a pretty grisly year. And when you think it's not just terrorist attacks that people are suffering from, not just earthquakes, but also extreme weather situations now because of climate change, we're in quite, to, to, we're in quite tumultuous times. And I think um, I look at how people club together I feel in England, there's this. I feel in this this nation, in the United Kingdom, we really do seem to rally together, and I really love the way people seem to embrace a good cause these days. Because all all we look at when we open the newspaper or watch the news is suffering, and it feels it feels easy to be overwhelmed by it. But as my godmother says, who works for Médecins Sans Frontières, don't focus too much on the big picture. Just try and affect those closest around you. And really, Mexico, I feel a bit of my heart is in Mexico, and I feel that if I can have any positive impact on Mexico, which has given me so much, then that's a great thing. Why has it affected you so much? Uh, Well, I travelled there when I was 18 and was completely overwhelmed by the food, uh, and I had a wonderful time there, an incredible hospitality. It's a country that's after my own heart, because I grew up cooking at home, uh, not wasting anything, we very rarely went out to dinner, but we cooked everything from scratch. And we, we ate around a table with friends and family. We, my parents were always entertaining. And I think that idea that food is a very social thing, uh, it's for everyone, it doesn't matter how much money you are, everyone can afford to eat well. And when I say eating well, I'm talking about using great primary ingredients, great beans, great quality tomatoes, the chilies, the corn. You can eat incredibly well in Mexico, not with very expensive shishi ingredients, but with really great quality healthy ingredients. And that's really, that was a philosophy of food that I was brought up with. So that really struck a chord with me. But also there's that extraordinary thing that Mexico is one of the most biodiverse countries in the world. So the markets are extraordinary. You go to those markets and the colours of the fruits and the vegetables, the wild herbs, the wild leaves. Mexican food is, is fresh, it's healthy, it's vibrant. Yes, some of the street food it's not that healthy. Yes, as a nation, they drink way too much fizzy drinks. But if you look at the pre-Hispanic diet, it is so fresh and vibrant. It's so extraordinarily delicious. And I can't help being seduced by that. Mm. And it's a really important um, type of food to bring over to, uh, to the West, where we are so wasteful. And these essentially poor diets, which are so rich in plant-based foods and just so so full of life and colour because I know that you're really into sustainability but actually it's that message of eating together being healthy taking care cooking from scratch getting the best vegetables from market it's that message isn't it that you're bringing to a hacker yeah totally I mean it imbues every part of my life I wrote a book this year called home cook and everything about that book is about how you can reuse your leftovers reuse ingredients you might have used once in a recipe and then you're thinking well what do I do with these leftover herbs the fresh thyme the parsley the coriander how can I use them again and it's that idea it's it's modern day Mrs Beatonry really but all these other poor countries have got a great food culture never let go of that we lost our way at some point when 
you know, it was women get out of the kitchen, start having a job. We lost our food culture. We are regaining it, but it feels like there's a lot of teaching that needs to go with it. Not in a didactic, thou shalt way, but yes, we, we know now that we throw a lot of money away in the bin every year just through food waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and one doesn't have to cook with really expensive ingredients to eat well. Mm. And I, I guess at Oaxaca, we've always tried to, we've always been affordable. We've always recycled our food waste. We've always had a lot of vegetarian dishes on our menu. And in fact, our new site in Shoreditch, even more so is being focused on, on the vegetable side, which is really exciting. The other aspect to these wonderful peasant food cultures is that no, nose-to-tail eating. Mm. So the Mexicans love the pork, the, the, the pig, you know, mm. they're, they're absolutely obsessed with it, but they eat every part of the pig. Mm. And and really, Fergus Henderson, with his amazing nose-to-tail eating campaign almost, food movement, was just merely kind of redressing it. It's, it's what lots of people yeah. do anyway. And the Mexicans celebrate soups. They make incredible broths with the bones of the chickens or the turkeys. Um, even fish, incredible fish soups, vegetable soups. And it's this idea that we can eat really well without spending a fortune and yeah. we can eat very sustainably. Because you go into most cities now in, in the UK and you'll find a Oaxaca. Yeah, we've got, we've got outside London now, we've got about six. And they are always packed with people who you wouldn't really associate with, you know, the new food culture, the cool millennials or whatever. They're just ordinary people going into Oaxaca and they're taking a punt on something they might not even be able to pronounce. But because we're so open-minded in Britain, they are tasting really extraordinary food. Yeah, I love that about Oaxaca, actually. We do seem to attract people of all ages. But I think people are realising now that Mexican food isn't heavy, it is healthy, and also it's not all spicy. Mm. For ages, people thought all Mexican food was spicy, Mm. but loads of it is not spicy at all. In Mexico, the spice comes from the salsas they put on the table, but a lot of the food has no spice at all in it. So I think people are beginning to realise that it's not spicy, it is really healthy. We are such a great nation of travellers, and I do think that has really helped our food culture because we go out and we go to lots of different countries and we come back and young people started saying, well, why, why can't I get this at home? That's exactly what happened to me. Like, why can't I get a soft corn tortilla, gluten-free, fresh, zero fat in it? Why can't I get that at home? And you couldn't, it was impossible. And I think this is what's happening. We, we go out, we, we, are, we are an island nation. We go and see and then we come back and think, I want to have this. And all these young people now, because of the last recession, Lots of young people started not going to the traditional worlds of being a lawyer or an accountant or a banker, and they started being entrepreneurs. And I love this because food, the whole industry, um, the whole catering industry used to be seen as a second class career. And now young people are realizing with brains, can, they can become you know, mistresses or masters of their own destiny. Yeah. They can create their own businesses, make money and work for themselves. Yeah, and pop-ups and supper clubs. And, you know, when you first started with Oaxaca, it was terribly sort of balsa wood and, you know, just cramming people on, on big tables, wasn't it? It wasn't posh in any way. No, absolutely not posh. And I think we really wanted to make it not posh. It, it's for everyone. Good food is for everyone. And, you know, throw away those ideas that good food is only for people with cash that's ridiculous I hate that mm. I think all of us should be able to eat well we should be able to cook at home we should be able to eat well when we go out and, and expect great service great value and good food and that's really I guess that's our religion <laughs> that's what we kind of try and um, push more than anything and I look around me at all the young people 
10 years younger than me and what they're producing in London and across the country and it's really exciting. Thanks for listening to the Delicious Podcast Extra Portion. Do subscribe if you haven't already by searching for it on iTunes or on your podcast app. See you next week for more from the world of Delicious.